Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well, how are you? I am doing excellent. It is March 25th and it is a Friday. Indeed. The weekend is coming, which is fantastic. Yeah. By the time of recording this, it is the weekend. That, well, it's Friday. That again. End of day Friday. Yeah, okay. That's true. So we're in the weekend. Yes. Congratulations. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, listeners, if you haven't already done so, please make sure that you hit the subscribe button. That way you'll know about episodes when they come out. You'll get them right away. And if uh, you're enjoying the show, may we suggest you share us with your friends uh, if they are also into sports. Maybe they'd like to listen. And then also we have both a Twitter account that we post to, which is at Sports. And we have a website, umyasports.com, where you can go to get your latest curated sports headlines from across the intertubes. Uh, We uh, try to dig things up that you may not find on your own from the localities that host these teams. Uh, We keep it straight up about the sports. uh, So you know when you hit that site, you're just going to get the sports. So... Uh, check all those things out. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Comment on our Twitter posts. Um, that way we'll know you're out there and engage with you in the dialogue and conversation. All right. Well, let's jump right in, shall we? Sounds good. All right. Very good. Let's start in the uh, the NFL. So the Eagles now hold three of the top, what, 32 picks? Yes. In the upcoming NFL draft. First round, yeah. In the first round. So within the first 32 picks, they get three of them. You would think that would bode well for them. What else have they done in the offseason in terms of free acquisition, free agent acquisitions? They did a little bit. We talked about the uh, Reddick pickup from yep. the Arizona Cardinals. They released Fletcher Cox and then re-picked him back up, I think, just for contract reasons. Those are always kind of like, why would you do that? But they did a little bit of work defensively. Um, but I'd like to see them do use their draft choices that they have uh, and invest. And they also re-signed their center, uh, Kelsey's brother. So that's also extremely helpful for uh, for Mr. Hertz uh, to have a reliable offensive line there. But I think if you if you look at the draft choices that they've ha- that they have, uh, they have a possibility of making the team even better than it is right now. And right now, it, it's a kind of a fringe playoff team. Um, I believe were they in the playoffs last season, or was that before when they played the Bucks? Uh, mm, that was last year, right? right the first that, round is that first round of the playoffs? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. So they were in the playoffs, but with those draft choices, I think they could move a little bit further on inside the playoffs, especially with the NFC kind of lightening up a little bit with all the moves, uh, the all the players migrating into the AFC. So really, what they really need to work on, I think, is is the uh, is the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I feel like the running back core is fine. I think defensively, they're in a relatively good spot with the guys that they have at this current time. But I think adding some wide receivers, especially with this, uh, with a large amount of them that are in the playoffs or in the in the draft this this uh, this this time around, they can definitely get some good uh, wide receivers, especially where they hold their draft uh, picks because they got more of the middle of the middle-of-the-round draft choices, so they can definitely pick up some good wide receivers if they're still lingering on the board, especially uh, since a lot of those guys go in the first round. So I would be, I would suggest, and I think they will go with wide receivers 
Uh, the other thing I think they'll probably go with is cornerbacks mm-hmm. um, because they have to play uh, against teams with really good wide receivers, at least one or two of them per team. So having a good another good cornerback is just going to help them out. Uh, in the long run, I'd like to see them kind of invest there because those I feel like are the two big or strongestly or the the best um did you just say strongestly strongestly yes that's not that's, that's not, not a word, a word. Sir. but uh the strongest maybe yeah well i feel like they're uh they have the most representation in the draft there you go. uh as far as those two positions so i think if they uh if they can invest there i think they're just going to get better um i mean they really just got to face off against the, i think it's the cowboys the washington football team mm-hmm. and then the giants are all mm-hmm. out there in their division yep. so that's definitely something they can win uh, and, and get into the playoffs in that division. It's not going to be that difficult for them, especially if they invest in the right uh, positions. And also, I think Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts' connection is just going to get stronger uh, next season just because they've only played free with each other for a year in the NFL. Their connections were pretty good, uh, but it's just going to kind of improve on itself. So I think if they invest their draft choices in the right way, which is hard to do, but if they're able to find... Um, if they're able to find that special player that's going to help them in the long run, that's going to that's going to be extremely lucrative for them as they kind of get into the playoffs and in the regular season, especially with a second-year head coach to kind of prove that he can make a bigger run with his team. A lot of that's going to rest on Jalen Hurts' shoulders to get better than he was last season, especially in the regular season because we talked about how his passing game, the, his, some of the passes were just kind of floated on them a little bit and they were not on target like they need to be that fixed itself and kind of corrected itself a little bit uh during the stretch and into the playoffs however during the playoff game against the Buccaneers obviously he missed some wide open passes that um so he'll work on all to get all that kind of cleaned up but yeah I would say that they have the uh the chance to be a lot better than they were this season if they correctly use these picks and I think it might be even smart to use two of these picks, one on a wide receiver, one on a defensive guy, uh, cornerback in particular, uh, and then trade the last third round pick that they have, the later one, towards the end of, I mean, the first round, but kind of the, towards the end of the middle of the draft, uh, and, and invest and then invest that into later picks or a player and let another team move up that really wants to get a particular player. But investing at least a couple of those is just going to be extremely helpful for them. And I think this is going to be the type of thing that the NFC is there for the taking. So they just got to build a team that's good enough to make a deep run. And they'll probably hold their own with a, with a, or a conference that really just has the bucks and, and the Cowboys. If you want to include them there, um, Rams, I mean, the Rams and the 49ers are probably, 49ers. I don't know that the NFC is, is, uh, open for the picking as you might suggest here. I think so. I think there's maybe four or five, maybe, sorry, three or four top tier teams, and then everything else is kind of just interchangeable. I would think that the Eagles uh, really this year is going to be preparation for for a big the run. next couple of years. Yeah, uh, but I think they can they, make a good playoff push this year if they sure. invest They in can be relevant. Pieces. They made it into the playoffs last year. They're only going to upgrade going into this year. We need to see these guys get some maturity probably, uh, whoever they may uh, end up being before um before they have an impact but you never know sometimes you can hit the draft strong and and get some real quality year one players there so we will have to see um so continuing in the nfl free agency vein um teams looking to improve for next season the uh the quarterback situation it looks like it is settling out in terms of starters around the nfl i think the seahawks remain uh quarterbackless or at least um 
there's nobody there that any that that we think is a credible option for them to replace Russell Wilson. Um, perhaps Baker Mayfield may be headed that direction. We'll see. Uh, but another team that I think there are question marks around the QB spot is uh, is the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, Sam Darnold, you think he is uh, going to compete for the the starting role there? Yeah, what they're telling the media is that uh, he's like the front runner to get it at this point, uh, the starting job. And uh, I don't know. I I just think the Carolina Panthers, especially under Sam Darnold. I mean, if you look at last season, it was everyone was so high on Sam Darnold and saying he's like. The, it was the Jets' fall and all that stuff, and then he started to kind of pick up steam. I think they went undefeated for like the first four games or something like that, and were really in, a, in the driver's seat and seemed like they were in, in command. And then towards the back half of the season, everything just fell apart, um, and they really could not get anything going. And I think a lot of that was with the with the quarterback position because then they brought in Cam Newton. That really didn't work out. So it, it was just kind of a spiral effect. And now they're kind of sitting there wondering – what comes next because they, they invested a lot to get Sam Darnold onto their team. They took the chance. They took the gamble. And now they're kind of sitting in a spot that the Colts were sitting in. The only difference is the Colts were able to deal Carson Wentz away and get Matt Ryan to come in there and kind of fix up their quarterback position for themselves, which we talked about. I don't know if it makes them better or worse for the Colts, but I think it kind of even things out for him. But with the, with the Carolina Panthers is, is, is Cam Newton. The answer is, is, Sam Darnold, the answer, or is, is a uh, is a draft pick? The answer is Kenny Pickett or someone like that. The answer to go in there and and make things happen for him. Right now, we really don't know who the answer is going to be and what that's going to look like. Carolina needs to figure out this answer because this is the answer that their whole season is going to be riding on. And I mean, everything's going to come kind of come down to this particular answer. Now, if they pick the wrong QB, is it going to significantly hinder their amount of wins they get this season? I don't know. I think maybe they'll probably lose two or three games more if they put the wrong quarterback at the helm. But I don't think Kenny Pickett or Cam Newton or Sam Darnold is going to particularly win more games than the other one. It just seems like they're all kind of in the same boat, all trying to figure out where they fit in in the NFL and kind of where their next stop is. And I mean, like you said, everything is kind of ironing itself out as far as the quarterback position is concerned. So there's every team kind of has their quarterback this time, everything kind of the free agency wave of quarterbacks kind of evened itself out. And now the Carolina Panthers are kind of finding themselves in a situation where they could not get Deshaun Watson, who they really wanted. Uh, He went to the Browns. And so now they're going to have to try to, live with their live with their mistakes and their Sam Darnold pickup. So, I think what they're really going to have to do because Sam Darnold's not going to have a market over the next season unless he plays stellar football and gets this team to the playoffs and doesn't have a nosedive off because right now I don't think any team wants him. Cam Newton kind of seems like he's in a weird situation where he could build up some trade trade stock with a really good season, strong performances, but doesn't seem like Carolina want to really really doesn't want to take that risk. So if it looks like to me, if you have this type of situation where we can't really deal any of these players away, obviously you could cut them if that's really what you want to do. But you have an opportunity to draft a player. I mean, you could look into an option like that, which I think probably makes the most sense because I mean you don't really want to take a chance and uh, I mean mess up because I don't know if Sam Darnold's that type of quarterback that can really help you all that much and you also just hold the sixth round draft choice overall in in the draft so 
I mean, there's going to be t- uh, plenty of options at quarterback for you sitting at the sixth spot. Maybe you could trade up a little bit higher if you really wanted to. But there's going to be plenty of opportunities to draft a guy that you truly want and uh, that a guy that can make a difference for you. And if you're going to draft a guy, that's going to decide, tell you if they're going to stick with one guy or the other because probably they'll put Sam Darnold in to start, give him a couple of starts, get him to uh, warm the seat, and then bring whoever they draft in. That's normally what the situation is with guys, with teams that are in this situation. They kind of let another quarterback hang out, do some things, and then when they got when they feel comfortable with the rookie, they'll bring him in. But every t- player that they have seems like they're all from that rookie standpoint. Not that they're all rookies, but that they're all trying to figure out their place in the NFL. And I just think Sam Darnold's not the type of quarterback that's going to win you a lot of football games next season. I think we kind of did the whole debate of is it the Jets or is it him? And I think at this point, it's probably fair to say that it's probably a little bit more of him. Maybe this coaching staff can do some good and get him to kind of iron out the edges a little bit and get him to the point where he looks more like an NFL quarterback. But at this point, I think investing in a quarterback of the future would be wiser than trying to take a gamble on a guy that you took a gamble on last season and try to roll the dice a little bit because a lot of times NFL coaches and uh, and GMs like to not admit they made a mistake and try to force it to to work out for him and that could just end up being worse than just admitting defeat and moving on to the next guy so I mean if you look at it Carolina is in a very tight situation at quarterback I think it was one of the quarterback situations that was tossed underneath the rug a little bit just based off of all the teams that filled the quarterback position and made their teams better due to the trade that they made and I think Carolina should have jumped to the front edge of those trades but I think now they're kind of in the situation the draft's coming up that's the next free agency if you want to call it that that's the next opportunity to fix your team up get it to where it needs to be um, so I think right now what they're saying when they say that Sam Donald is their guy and that's who they're going to really go off of that's more to say we have really no idea who we're going to go with, and we're hoping that uh, we get a guy like Kenny Pickett or someone like that out of the draft um, to go into. And the reason I mentioned Kenny Pickett so much is because I saw the report that um, Matt Rule and him talked a lot during his pro day and interacted a lot for a long time. So they've been kind of – I think that's probably the guy that they're eyeing, but they're not really – I think they're trying not to blow their covers, what I'm trying to say. I think they're trying to say that they're using a guy that's already on their roster – as a way to kind of patch it up and not let the other NFL teams know that they're very interested in drafting a quarterback. And that's going to be the route they're going to take. Because I think at this point, the GM has seen enough from all the quarterbacks that are on his roster right now. And he saw that there's nothing that he can get uh, from around the league right now to patch it up enough. They tried Cam Newton last season. That did not work. So at this point, I think uh, I think they're playing smart by not showing their hand too early before the draft begins because obviously teams can try to take players and then try to do a trade and all that stuff. So playing your hand and kind of hiding it right now is a smart move. But in all honesty, I think they're they're folding their hand on Sam Darnold and Cam Newton and moving to to the rebuild of the quarterback position to try to save save their not not maybe this season they won't save but the future of the team. All right. So um Speaking of saving seasons, the MLB has uh, managed to save their season yeah. and will be playing games this year. Spring training is now underway in uh, Florida and in Arizona, steaming toward an April 7th 
MLB opening day. Very exciting. Fun, yeah. Yeah, very exciting stuff. And we will be uh, jumping into MLB coverage this year as the very season. Shortly. Yeah, as the season kicks off. Um, let's shift to the uh, the NBA for a few minutes. And uh, let's start by talking a little LeBron James. Of course, we don't talk about LeBron James enough on the of course not on the podcast. Uh, do you think he's getting robbed of his MVP consideration? Uh, I mean, I think so. I think if you look at the MVP race that's on right now and uh, the ranking, I posted some yes sports if you guys want to check it out. Uh, but it has Luka Doncic at five, Jason Tatum at four, Giannis at three. Uh, the Joker at two, and then Embiid at one. Now, I have a question real quick before you tear into this. Yeah. As somebody who is uh, pretty consistently dogging the Lakers this year, how, how can you put LeBron James in the MVP category? Or uh, even make an argument? Or make an argument that why isn't he there? Is he getting robbed? I think the reason being uh, is because his team's so bad. Uh, his team is not great. He, the, the, I mean, you've watched it. It's, oh yeah, they they miss threes a lot. Nothing really works out for him, but he's still managing to score thirty points consistently, fifty points cons- uh, multiple times uh, throughout the Mar- the month of March. Uh, sometimes even sixty points, racking up points, whacking up wins to keep them in the play-in tournament and balancing out, trying to stay out of the 10th spot with the Pelicans. Now, can they win in the plan tournament with just LeBron James doing all that? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be that that great, the plan tournament. But the overall effort and consistency and the ability to play and make your team good enough that they can even win games and be in the conversation for the plan tournament is not an easy thing by one guy doing. And I think if you look at a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys that they're even talking about are guys that are playmakers, guys that make their team better, and and are guys that just are playing their best basketball. So if you're talking about that for the MVP conversation, LeBron James done enough to be in that conversation. But I mean, I think I mean, let's see. So the 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 Celtics are in the playoffs right now. I think the Nuggets are also in that conversation. Let me let me look up the NBA standings. But a lot of these teams that are in, a lot of these guys are on teams that are in the play playoffs currently. The 76ers, the the Boston Celtics, the Nuggets are in the play and just kind of sitting on the top edge. Uh, let's see where's the the Dallas the Mavericks are right on top of there, around right top of the the Nuggets. So. All of these teams are already in the playoffs. And so I think when you look at it, I think they're dissing a little LeBron James a little bit just because his team is where it's at. And I think the MVP award for all sports has shifted a little bit. And it's you get more respect for the MVP conversation. If your team is in the playoffs, then your well, team no question. Does, because you're then, being seen as an MVP and getting them there. Right, but getting he's, all, them he's also it. in the playoffs. Right, okay. so well, I think... Yeah. He's in the playoffs. Well, we won't know. They yeah. expanded it. Okay. Well, we won't know till the end of the season just how far that went. Right. But I think the type of gameplay that he's been having to, to get him into the position that the Lakers meaning are no in, LeBron, no play in tournament. And no LeBron. This team is absolute <laughs> garbage. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. fired after this season, right? So, and he won't be back next season, more likely than not. And I think if he can, like, obviously they're going to try to do a little bit. Uh, of resting of LeBron James for the playing tournament starts and Anthony Davis, I think will probably be back. So that's going to help him a little bit, but 
maybe they can get the Pelicans on an off day. It's just he does so much for a team on a given night that he ends up kind of being um, for like his team doesn't do enough to make him be be remembered, I guess. So I just think when you look at the MVP conversation, Tatum's doing really well. Like he's leading his team to consistent wins all of the time. But that's also because his entire team is playing probably the best basketball that we've seen them play in a very long time. Um, and then you look at the the Nuggets. The Nuggets are playing well, but that's just... And I think the Joker's always in the conversation just because he's a playmaker. Like, he, he can make... He can score 40 points consistently every night just because of his height and because of his ability to read the floor and to get to the, get, get the ball to the correct guy. Joel Embiid, I, I think he's in the conversation just because I think James Harden made him better. But I also think he's in the conversation because of his ability to get to the free throw line. I think I think I read a stat that said like him and James Harden have taken more free throws than shots this season because they're fouled so much. I don't know how that's possible, but uh, that's what the stat said. So that's probably why he's in the conversation. Doncic is in the conversation because, I mean, the guy is a superstar and can really do anything he wants to. So I just think... I think the MVP award should be given to the player that's benefiting their team the most. And, and I mean, in all honesty, I know this is how an MVP award works, right? Uh, it's more about the teams that are in the playoffs uh, and those, are the teams that we kind of keep an eye on, but as bad as his team is, as bad as these guys are, as bad as they are staying healthy and as bad as they are, is about just about all of the facets of NBA Somehow he's still able to get on Sports Center and for people to talk about his play or his ability to play. Or, I mean, you just hear read countless articles about his ability and what he's able to do. That I think at this point in the season, yes, they're not going to climb the ranks and get out of the playing tournament. Yes, they might not be able to get all the way through, but I think he's done more. Uh, I mean, the same or if not more than the guys that are sitting in the MVP conversation. Uh, for his team, and and I think he's I think he's being kind of thrown out a little bit prematurely. Um, I think just based off the the gameplay that he's had should be enough to to allow him to be even in the bottom part uh, of the ladder, maybe the fifth spot. I, I mean, I don't expect him to be catapulted all the way up to the first seed or for, for the first spot because obviously the team has some type of play and the ability to to get ranked here. But I think. For the way he's been playing and the way he kept his team in the playing tournament and is still in the playing tournament, no matter how bad they seem to be falling, should rank him, I mean, higher than below the fifth spot. I don't know where he's sitting in that poll that the, goes through one through five, but I just think he needs to be given a little more respect for what he's been able to do and the type of player he is for as bad as team is. Okay. All right. Uh, the Celtics. They're playing some pretty good basketball. You think they are a dark horse um, to uh, to get to the uh, NBA Finals and maybe win it? Yeah, I, I do. I think one of the things we were talking about um, over the the podcast was before the All Star break. The Celtics seemed kind of inconsistent yep. as far as their gameplay. It seemed like they really couldn't hold their own for a long period of time. It went back and forth, and it seemed a little bit sloppy. All-Star break ends, and they're 10-1 and over the last 11 games and are in a five-game winning streak. Um, and they're, they're playing probably the best basketball we've seen them play in a very long time. A big part of that is Tatum, but I think that's also Jalen Brown and Robin Williams and 
Tice that they just got back out of a trade. This this group of guys are playing very well together. And I think that Jalen Brown-Tatum uh, connection has something that we've seen throughout the NBA, but I think it's also kind of amplifying right now. And I think when you look at what they've been able to do, it's actually pretty impressive the fact that they're able to win the amount of games that they've been winning. My only concern would be if they kind of started to fall off a little bit as far as that those inconsistencies started to come back. But they have to play the Bulls in the first round. And obviously that's that's a struggle in and of itself. You had to play DeMar DeRozan and you had to play Zach Levine. You had to play some good basketball players. But I think they're, they have the big guys that they have, their, their centers that they have to uh, Tyus and Ron Williams are definitely good enough to hold their own against any offensive player and get, get a lot of blocks and steals. I think they're good in those areas. I think Tatum and Jalen Brown's connection, I think that will just be continue because those guys can get hot from anywhere. And I believe they're going to make an interesting conversation, an interesting playoff game against the Bulls. But if you look at the, the Eastern Conference, isn't as good as the Western Conference because the Western Conference obviously has the Phoenix Suns, the Grizzlies, the Golden State Warriors, the Utah Jazz, the Dallas Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets, the uh, Timberwolves, and the LA Clippers, let's just throw them in there. But they've already had two teams that are locking their playoff. They've got Tina locks out the playoff berth and already a team that's already locked in in the number one seed. That's the Suns and the Grizzlies. While in the Western Conference, that really hasn't happened yet. Uh, so they're kind of just sitting there. Every, everything is kind of shiftable. And they're sitting there in the fourth spot. And, and I mean, the best teams in their in their conference are probably the teams that are above them. Philadelphia 76ers, even though the James Harden trade, I think, steps them back in their defensive overall ability. But I also think the 76ers are beatable, just don't foul, because that's where they really get the meat of their uh, points from. The Milwaukee Bucks, obviously, they're a good team, got all the way last season, but that was in a large part due with Chris Middleton and Giannis. So you got to be careful those guys. I believe Tatum's a good enough to defender. And then you got Jimmy Butler led Miami Heat to deal with. But under them, you got the Chicago Bears. You got, or Bears. Chicago Bears. The Bulls. The Bulls. The Cavaliers. Toronto Raptors, the Brooklyn Nets, who are in the playing tournament, but are definitely a great team. And then the Charlotte Hornets and the Hawks are probably the Hawks are probably the other better team. So their the conference obviously is substantially weaker, I guess you could say. So I believe they're the type of team that can that people shouldn't be sleeping on just because of early season struggles. I believe this hot streak will continue, and I believe they'll keep it interesting in the playoffs. And I think they'll continue to do what they've been able to do. But that's really just going to come down to just a couple of different things. Of like I said, obviously the number one thing being. Don't slip up and don't let up. But the other thing is just how, how strong these t- other teams kind of make it into the final round and how healthy they are. Because health is a big thing, especially as you get closer into the play-in tournament. But I think the Celtics are that type of team that can definitely go far in the playoffs. Um, I, I mean, we talked about it, I think it's been a couple years now, but I, we've talked about like the t- player you build your team around. I said Jason Tatum would be that type of player for me because the t- his uh, offense ability and his defense ability are really good, and that's the type of player that I would want kind of build my franchise around. I think he's proving that to a lot of people that that's the type of player he is, and he's kind of come on strong. Uh, at first, I was like, maybe that was a bad predict, but I mean, over the last few years, I've, it's kind of solidified itself as a, one of the better predictions I've made. But I think I think it's one of those things that they're definitely going to make a strong push in the playoffs. I believe even if they stay, take a step back in a game, I don't think that's going to be something that they'll continue to do. Uh, and I believe this team can definitely play strong, play hard, 
and make it deep into the playoffs. How deep remains to be seen. Watch a lot more film on it after we finish up the playing tournament for you guys. But I'm excited for this playoff. Um, I think a lot of teams are going to be really good in the playoffs. And I would not be sleeping on, on the Celtics. All right. There you go. Okay. Well, guess what time it is? Is it trivia time? It is trivia question time. All right. I've got a better one this time. The okay. last one was terrible. Yeah. Oh, it was not great. But... All right. Well, let's just real quick just to uh, just to uh, give the old tally here. I am presently two and three. I've gotten I, I two would right. Say, I started uh, off real strong. I was two and oh. And now I've been nothing but losses. I think we should. I think we should three in a row. S- scrape off the last one. No, that's the okay. Last one we did that's it. okay. I don't know. That's okay. I can deal with it. All right, I can deal with it. This but... one is going to be way better, and I'll give you three options. Okay, all all that good stuff. All right, let's do so, it. So we just finished talking about the Celtics. We okay. So, the question I have is: When was the last time the Celtics won the whole thing? The whole uh, uh, the world champions. Okay, I'll world give champions. You three Celtics. options. Okay, this time. There'll be better options. Okay. You got 1983. Okay. Or the 1984 season, 1983 to 1980, or 1984 season, but the uh, 1986 season or the 2008 season. When was the last time they won those three options? 2008. That would be correct. Yes. I don't know how you knew that. Back in the driver's there seat. There you go. Tied up. All right. Good deal. Back to, back to even. Back I love to it. 500%. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Good as always. Listeners, thanks for listening. We will catch you on Monday. See ya. God bless. See ya.